Welcome everyone to the Freddie and Alyssa show. We got a fun episode. We're gonna chat about me hitting my 90 day mark in my diet three months in. We're also gonna talk about the Head and Shoulders commercial slash brand deal. And because Alyssa is forced to sit here and listen to me, we're gonna touch on Bitcoin and Ethereum, but not too long. Okay. But I think it's really important to just touch a little bit on that. So let's hop into today's episode. Welcome everyone to the Freddie and Alyssa show. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, all that fun YouTube stuff. If you're watching on Facebook and you wanna like the page, that would be awesome. And if you're listening on a platform like iTunes, hello out there. If you wanna leave us a five-star review because you think we deserve it, that would be amazing. We've been putting up content now professionally for over four years and we couldn't be doing what we love without all of your support. So thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. Now, where would you like to start? Is it, is it, a, is it, should we start on the physique? Is it the energy? I don't want to brag, but losing <laughs> weight changes your life. And I don't know why I waited so long to truly commit and make the mindset change. Well, it's just one of those things in life I feel when it comes to losing weight, you have to make that decision yourself. It can't be other people. You, you really, truly have to know in your heart, like, hey, I've hit my, we always call it the day of disgust. Yes. Where you're like, I can't do this anymore. And you've 100% made it up in your mind because watching you the past 90 days, you just, this is your lifestyle now. Yes. You don't care. Like the, I feel like the first 30 days, if I ever brought anything into the house that was a little naughty to eat or drink, you'd like, we jokingly would have you, <laughs> like, what was it? You jokingly would look at me and I forget what you'd say, but you're like, I'm not judgmental. I'm not judging. But I would judge. <laughs> I would judge. But cut to today, 90 days later, you're just so in your lane and so doing your thing that you're not bothered at all. I think for me, because if you've been a, a, a viewer, an audience member, a fan of the of the show of days, you've probably have seen me over the years kind of fluctuate. Um, but it really wasn't that big of a deal until the past like three years mm -hmm. is where I really started. I had the right, I had the wrong mindset about dieting, and I think that was the biggest change that I had. Is mm -hmm. we all know that eating broccoli and grilled chicken is healthy. We know that going for a walk is exercise or getting your heart rate up. We kind of know, but why do we, Benjamin, oh, he wants up on his, <laughs> his chair. Pause, you want to grab his blanket? Yeah. Um, but I think it was my mindset that has finally changed that I go, I just need to change my relationship to food and I need to change my relationship to my body and my health in general. So I think that was the biggest change for me is I was like, I really have to start thinking of the future I, I can't, I don't want to imagine myself at 60 if I keep eating unhealthy all the time. And even though I wasn't what you would can say considerably like obese or where you would maybe look at me and go, you know, that's very, very unhealthy, but I still was 30 pounds overweight for my structure. I never left. You never did leave. Um, so that's what my mind shift, my mindset shift was. For mm -hmm. me, it was thinking about my future and it was allowing me to just feel better about myself. And then the last thing, aside from like clothes fitting better, me having more confidence, there's the, the bigger things for me is sleeping better. I made so many jokes when we lived in Twin Eagles about having Tums next to my bed because I genuinely needed it. And I go, 
is this because I'm in my 30s now? Like, when did this happen? Because I was still, I would drink beers and I would have Carl's Jr. Like all growing up in my 20s, but it never really messed with my weight. It didn't mess with my acid reflux. So I thought, oh, it's my age, which it was when you're eating and drinking like that. Right. But if you are eating healthy and you're drinking water and you're getting your sleep, I have not needed any Tums. Like all of that went away. That's a lot true. of my- You used to have Tums by your bed every single well, night. Well, cause we would have Domino's pizza three <laughs> nights a week. The cheeseburger pizza is amazing. And the Philly cheesesteak pizza is amazing. And the Miller's boneless that. wings mm. and the potato skins and like all these different things. And so in that moment, it's fun. It's amazing. I still remember what it's like to go and grab a Philly cheesesteak or to have a cold beer. And like, I'm going to do that very soon. I needed to get to a goal weight of mine that now is manageable. So if I go have a cheat meal and I eat something bad or I have a night of drinking or partying that I can wake up the next day, I gained a half a pound and within two days, I'm back to my weight. Mm -hmm. It's really discouraging when you have 30 pounds to lose and then you go and spend a Thursday night out at dinner, a Friday night out at like lunch, and then a Saturday night drinking. Now all of a sudden on Sunday, you're the same weight or a little more, and it's gonna take you three days just to get back to a weight you already need to lose 30 pounds from. Yeah. So for me, I just needed to get rid of that. I'm still gonna focus on losing more weight, but I'm gonna free myself up to have a little more fun and just kind of balance that. Of course. But back to my main point to wrap this up is that maybe this will help somebody who's was struggling like I was with the yo-yoing effect. Um, having a discipline in your life, like working out every day and eating the right foods will carry over to other aspects of your life because it's just that fight with the voice in your head. And it, it really started to make me recognize that there are two voices and that I need to shut out the voice that's bad for me and focus on the voice that knows what's good for me. So when I went in the morning and I'm like, I want bacon, eggs, toast, I want like, orange, and I know this doesn't even sound like an unhealthy breakfast, but once you actually realize the calories and how sluggish it'll make you, but as soon as I tell my brain, no, we're having two pieces of Ezekiel toast or we're having some blueberries, I've beaten that voice once. Hmm. Now at lunch, I've beaten that voice again. Now I even went for a 45 minute walk. I've beaten that voice again that says, just stay home, you're doing fine. But now that I've beaten that voice three times, at four o'clock when I have a decision to make of getting a task done or doing something productive, I'm used to beating that mm. voice. This isn't my first run-in with the voice at five o'clock going, come on, are you really gonna do this right now? It's five o'clock. <laughs> you know what? You've been kind of owning the day. You're right. And I'm gonna fold to this voice. Starting in the morning with habit stacking, with, with Alyssa, you can get into habit stacking because that's really important. But making the bed in the morning, you beat the voice. Doing the things that you promised yourself is beating the voice. And it it carried over into every other aspect of my life. I've been extremely productive, which also probably helps because I'm sleeping like a baby because I'm not having indigestion or I'm not waking up just feeling like crap about myself. Like I'm waking up and like not even hungry for the first four hours. It's incredible. So I just think that maybe that whole portion of it isn't explained a lot when it comes to the health and fitness world out there. It's a lot of like intermittent fast or cut carbs or no, you can have carbs or on this diet, you can have pizza on this diet. You can't on this. You can build it. It's like all that's all true, but change the mindset to doing it for the the discipline in your life and for your future health is a way bigger why, if you will, than just because you just want to like lose some weight. Right. But I just love my aches and pains have gone away. I feel so much better about myself. Like I lost the part of myself. No. And I'm like, 
I'm like cocky now. <laughs> oh gosh. He, we have this joke. Um, you guys might have seen this in his Head and Shoulders campaign, which we'll get into in a minute, but it was kind of like satire in the campaign where you're like self-admiration. We have this long time running joke where he actually really does do self-admiration. For a couple years, it kind of went away, but now I see him in the mirror. I'm like, what are you doing in my full-length mirror over there, babe? <laughs> I'm looking at the work of art that I've been sculpting for the past 91 sculpting? days. Sculpting? That's sculpting. 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 <laughs> for the last uh, 91 days. But I, I got to say, too, though, I really am so deeply proud of you because losing weight in general and sticking to it is really, really, really hard but you've been doing it with such a positive attitude. I just see every avenue of your life is just bettering, doing better, better, you know, like growing for the better. And, and that's, you know, momentum in any direction that you go, you're gonna continue to build everything else in your life and it's gonna go into all the other areas. So I love you so much, I'm so proud of you. Thank you, babe. Yeah, I, I think the I think the momentum portion of it is also a huge component, and that's why I, I get a little obsessed. But that's my my personality with anything, and it, it yes. serves me well when it's put into something positive, and it serves me negatively when it's something negative. But I become extremely laser focused to the point that, like, I won't even like. There's a time if she's like drinking wine, I won't kiss her because I don't even want like to to have like a drop of it right, touch my mouth right. like i become that obsessed with what i'm doing He's like did you just take a sip yeah so <laughs> no. it's it's all that laser focus but the momentum is a really big deal to me and this is another thing too it's like if you're trying to build momentum in your life to do something whether it's in work or your family life or with your diet and i think where i'm at now because i built the momentum that i do have the luxury to have a cheat day now mm -hmm. but when you're trying to push that car to 30 pounds of a weight loss and you're pushing it, you're finally getting it going and then you stop that car to have a two days of, ah, who cares, I'm hanging with friends, I'm gonna eat and drink and now on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you have to restart pushing that car right. where I have got the car started and now I just have one finger on it jogging behind it because I'm not stopping by having yeah. those bad meals or drinking yet. So I just wanted to build that momentum. So I don't even look at it as weeks anymore. Like I look at this as a chunk of time, as a 90-day chunk of time yeah. that has been one big 90-day ball of momentum. And it just yeah. feels really cool. So I, I'm, I wanna see how to move forward in my life where, and I haven't figured this out yet, of how to enjoy a little, mm -hmm. but keep this same you know, I'm, I'm like nervous to have a pizza because I don't want to have heartburn. It's yeah. like, is that happiness for 10 minutes worth potentially not sleeping well and affecting my next day? And I know I'm overthinking, but you all know me uh -huh. right now. So I just have to find a way <laughs> to maybe do 90 to 100 days of this and then maybe take a week off and go eat and drink and have fun, go on vacation and then come back and do another 90 days. Maybe that's what I'm going to have to do. Or maybe I can create the discipline where I can just be a normal person and have a Saturday cheat meal where I can go have pizza, have some beer, and just do it once a week. Hey, balance, I got to see how how to do that. But I wanted to keep it all up. You, you've all been so encouraging. Thank yeah. you for the compliments. Um, you can, de yeah, my face is where you can see it. Yes. I've been kind of reluctant um, because I'm just so embarrassed um, to post a before and after because I just didn't want to draw attention to it. I love the gradual change that I've had where people, if I put it next to each other, yes, it'll be a, a, a shocking value like, Oh wow! Yeah. Like what? Like congrats on this, but I just don't even want to remind people that I let myself go like that. 
So I'm not even doing a big post about it. Uh, I'm letting people know I'm on it and I've lost 31 pounds now, but I, I'm not, I don't want to do it before and after, I don't think. Maybe in like a year because or Because I think at this point, this is just a lifestyle for you. Like I've really seen something click in your brain where I feel like on past diets, you were kind of excited to get back to, okay, I'm this weight now. Now I can go have cheats for a couple weeks. You know what I mean? I, I've not seen this in you ever where you were just fully focused. You're, you've made that change. You've made that pivot. Like, I'm done. I want to live a healthy lifestyle. I want to, of course, with balance, be able to go and have your cheat meals. You, you, you kind of have, have to. You have that's, to. that's a joy in and life. And you started this so early at the perfect time in the year that now with the holidays coming and your parents coming, my sister, like the whole family being yeah. together, if that's when you decide, hey, I want to cheat a little, like that's when you do it. You're celebrating. It's a holiday. You've worked so hard. But that's if you want to. Yeah. If you don't want to, you keep going. You keep running with it. And everyone's different. Everyone kind of knows. But, you know, sometimes in life, I'm I'm a really big person on balance. And I think that if you're able to do it successfully, and if you want the cookie, if you want the beer, the wine, whatever, that's fine. But everything in moderation. But I, but I also think this is a really great point because you and I are two different people when it comes to that. Yeah. It's easy for someone like Alyssa to say moderation because she lives it. Yeah. Like... You've, I mean, you have fluctuated eight pounds up and down your whole life. It's hardly even noticeable <laughs> yeah. because she's a moderate person. She doesn't have a big appetite. She never, not once ever, ever has finished anything ever that she's ordered. <laughs> and my refrigerator, our refrigerator, <laughs> I call it mine because all my healthy food's in there. And then she likes to put some garbage food in there. Sometimes. We have our shelf now. Um, but she just doesn't have the appetite that I do. Yeah. And you're, you're great with moderation. You're like, oh, I can just have, you know, this. I'll just have like one bite. I'm like, you're going to have a bite? Like, I'm going to crush this public subs in 15 minutes. You're going to break it into two days, into four sections? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Let's finish the task and complete no. the consumption of a 16-inch breaded chicken, mayonnaise, lettuce, sub on white bread. I got to ask honey barbecue you, chips. speaking of like a cheat meal, is there anything that you truly think about or if you, if you could have a cheat meal tomorrow what would that one thing be for you is there anything you've been really craving on while you've been on this diet or is that changed i have not i have literally craved nothing I, i've been like it like sweets to me are pointless i my blueberry pistachio <laughs> mix at night covers that i look forward to it every night um i would say the hearty stuff like a good pizza boneless wings or a philly cheesesteak mm, would that. be great and also i kind of want to attempt to do it because i never want to be in a situation like eight months from now where i'm like at a dinner and i'm like you know what we're celebrating hi everyone i'm gonna try a greasy food <laughs> for the first time in eight months and your like stomach doesn't react well so i kind of don't want to get so clean for so long that because i've heard sure. people there was a, a friend of ours that we were at dinner with and, and he was vegan for two years yeah. and he had they accidentally gave him real meat instead of an impossible meat at a drive-through and he ate it and he was sick for four days because his body wasn't used to it now that was after two years and vegans different than and that's meat yes that's you know, different this different. is more like i'm still having all the ingredients that are in like a philly cheesesteak yeah. well not dairy not having dairy so we'll see but i just think it's interesting i wanted to share this with everybody because if you're 
like Alyssa and you can do moderation or maybe you've struggled and had ups and downs like myself. I just like sharing my journey that it has just felt great this time around for some reason. I really felt like my mindset has shifted. We have a very fun sponsor for the podcast today. When it comes to saving money and having a low monthly overhead, that's right up my alley. So up his alley. I because you want to have you. extra money so that you can invest it or do something fun. You don't want to waste money on things you don't need. Today's sponsor is Truebill. How many free trial subscriptions end up costing you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, long after forgetting to cancel? Fight back against scammy subscriptions with Truebill. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, you don't want, or you have simply forgotten about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Alyssa and I got Truebill. It was unbelievable the amount of subscriptions <laughs> that I think it was mainly me, maybe a little bit of you, just tons of subscriptions. So when we were able to save some money, which is great because again, all about that low monthly overhead. You don't want to waste money. So this app is amazing. It's so simple because sometimes you don't want to go and try to find out where the passwords and it's subscriptions and all this. It's a mess. Or you'll see it debited on your account. And you're like, oh, I got 30 days. I'll cancel this. And then you forget. <laughs> never do. So Truebill makes it simple. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped them save over $100 million. Like Matthew B. who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved 120 for the year on my SiriusXM bill, and saved 840 a year on car insurance. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash Freddie and Alyssa. Go right now, truebill.com slash Freddie and Alyssa. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash Freddie and Alyssa. And I think the last point, which I've said three times, but I keep thinking of other things. I also think because our back is against the wall in the sense of like, we have to drum up opportunity to make a living. Sure. That having a, a physique and being thin to me and having that confidence opens up opportunities. And I think that I just knew like, yeah, I could be the weight I was, but would the head and shoulder commercial have been as funny? Yeah. Would I have felt as confident being shirtless in the shower? You know, would I have done some more fashion deals that I'm doing with companies like clothing? Like, yeah, you can do different clothing, but I think for me, just the confidence level, um, I really just needed that. And that gave me the yes. extra push as well. Because back when I was working on the show, I was like, oh crap, like I just need to lose weight quick because I'm on the show and I need yeah. to look thin. Yeah. And, um, but yet again, when you're, when you're with some, like a company or it happens in relationships sometimes where people are like, we've been together 10 years and you mm -hmm. kind of get a little lazy with it. Of course. And so that's why I was like, oh crap. And you know, that's why I just like struggle where I, I, I needed to have that mind shift earlier, but I learned from it. Now I'm here and. 
And also, too, you do a lot of work in front of the camera, obviously. So there's that where you want to feel confident and looking good. But also, I've noticed with you outside of work and just in the real world and just other areas of your life, you are just really, really confident feeling good because you feel great in your own skin. And I just think that's so important. It doesn't matter if you're in front of the camera or not. Just in your everyday life, you're going to make that's I feel better decisions when, you're yeah. when you feel better. You do better. You do better. So... Yeah, so it's been quite the journey. So I'll keep you posted. I'll, I'll, I'll probably share on social media my first cheat meal or first drink, whenever that may be. Um, but I just feel really good that I told myself I want to do at least 90 days. I've accomplished that, and I feel proud of that. So Let's give him a round of applause, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank Aww. you. Well, that all being said, I know I mentioned the Head & Shoulders campaign earlier. Yeah. Now, I what were you gonna say? <laughs> no, I was going to say, it's kind of crazy to see how full circle working in entertainment for brands has been for you because when you first moved to LA, you were what I like to call the commercial king. You yeah. booked commercials left and right. And you ha so you did what? It was K Jewelers, Bur Burger King? Taco Bell. Taco Bell. But no, you did do, oh no, McDonald's you did mm -hmm. when you were dressed up as a gladiator yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah. all that. You did so many commercials, but it's so interesting to see cut to current day. These same brands are now paying content creators yes. to make the different content for them, which is essentially just another way to market their product. So what do you think young Freddie Smith, commercial king Freddie Smith back in the day would have thought about you being able to create your own content and make a living of doing that versus picking up, moving to LA, auditioning, and going through that circuit? Well, I'm really happy that I went that route because of the lessons and everything that I learned. And, and I obviously, wife. and I met my wife <laughs> and had a wonderful career and there was a lot of beautiful things that happened there. So I would never take any of that back. But if I would have, not if I would have known, but when, when you think back to like a 19 year old me, me and Mio, my roommate, at the time, still my best bud till this day, mm. um, we would just make skits in the apartment for nobody. Yeah. Like I learned to edit when I was 19 years old and we had a camcorder that had a small disc in it. Mm -hmm. And we would just make videos, but there'd be, there was we didn't post them. We just made videos for ourselves to like practice acting, but there was never a thought, because YouTube was brand new in 07. Like it hadn't hit any sort of mainstream uh, notoriety at that point. Um, and it would have been a dream come true for, for a struggling actor to be able to make videos and have a distribution platform like a YouTube, like an Instagram, to put your ideas out, to be discovered right. so that I didn't have to just go into a room and go, hi everyone, I hope you like me. Um, they could have seen my video and called me and said, we saw your video, you're great, we want you to audition, write to producers for this new sitcom or this yeah. new drama, whatever it may be. So it opened it would opened up opportunities, but also to be able to get paid for it is really interesting as well. But the tactics, the things that I learned by being an editor for 14 years now, a lot of what you're seeing on social media is editing. Mm -hmm. There, TikTok makes it easy for people who are new that you don't have to be the best editor, but having editing skills plays a huge part in today's short form video. Yeah. So I'm so happy that I took initiative back in the day just because I loved it. There was no distribution. There yeah. was no money to be made. Yeah. And I did it out of true passion. And that editing led me to, I've been editing for years. 
And then what I learned about commercials is what I'm applying to my videos today. Mm. And it was that one moment too when we did the white party, like little moments. Who was it? John Homa, the acting coach, who said it's the the director's moment or the yes. big what's the yes. moment called? In every movie, there's an unbelievably close shot on the actor's face mm -hmm. that just. It's the bookable moment. The bookable moment. That you, movie star moment. The movie star bookable moment. I, I don't know if he said bookable or we created that over time, but I'll never forget in the Carl's Jr. commercial that I did, I always thought about when they're watching all these tapes, what is the bookable moment? Hmm. And the bookable moment is that moment that they're going to go, that's what we want on the big screen. That's going to sell our product. Yep. So I always would look and on commercials, it was always going into the room, making sure you're facing the camera because this right here, Oh, I really like this JC Penney's and like, and then all this, hey guys, you want to come? Mm -mm. All of a sudden, you don't care about Freddie Smith. So when you're doing it, you're always smiling. And if I'm talking to my friends, it's right over here. It's like, you have to come over to the barbecue. We're all barbecuing. Now you're seeing this face on camera, and that's what people are looking at. Mm -hmm. So in my Carl's Jr. commercial, I remember when I saw Kate Upton um, in my imagination, because that was the, uh, the thing. she wasn't there, yeah. That I had a bookable moment, and I knew the moment that I did it for the camera, and I imagined seeing the swimsuit Sports model, Illustrated yeah. model, the reaction of the entire room because they saw the bookable moment. I, I knew in that moment I booked it. You got that was it. And I'm doing that with certain aspects of our reels and our TikToks, because people are just waiting they're just waiting to, to swipe. So how do you, for 15 to 20 to 30 seconds, how do you keep the audience from not going, pff, pff, ooh, <laughs> ooh, and keep them from not swiping? Right. You need bookable moments, interesting, funny, quick edits. So I just feel like all those years has led up to the ability to do brand deals and content creation. Yep, definitely. And the same thing with yourself. That's what you've been doing for all these years. I know. It's kind of crazy. It started back in 2018, I think, is when I got my first deal with Johnny Walker. Yep. Remember that? Yep. You guys might even remember that, too. And we even had brought in some of my girlfriends for a photo shoot. Remember? Yes. We had Hector shoot for us. Yep. So it's, it's just been a learning experience all of these years. But I think with us both, it's something that's always been you know, in us, even when you were doing all of your skits and editing and stuff with me and your friends, I was doing the same thing. I mean, I'm talking like 2008, 2009, we would go on photo booth on our computer, computer yeah. and you would make skits and do talk shows. And I, I'll never forget, we were one of my friends and I were talking back then about putting some of these up on YouTube, but we felt just so like embarrassed yeah we're like oh gosh people are gonna see this and that's what so many creators felt back then because they were the pioneers of this new online space so now cut to current day everyone knows what content creation was even the other day we were shooting one for him and we were in the parking lot and there are a lot of people that kind of like were looking and they'd walk by and everyone's kind of looking but people are familiar now that it's an influencer you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like they know what you're doing, so but they're still curious. They're like, hmm. <laughs> it's just sometimes like if so you're if you're just doing like a normal like, hey, here I am. It's kind of cool. I I was doing an exaggerated comedy sketch. <laughs> big and it was so big and so obnoxious and like you do feel kind of weird like there's certain moments where you're like yeah. I just have to tell myself like look like you're being paid to do like if I wasn't being paid to do some of the ones I do it'd be hard 
to do it because I'd be a little embarrassed, but I fight through the embarrassment because I'm like, they're counting on me to make this good and I need this shot. So I'll do it even if people are looking. But there's just times I go, excuse me. Um, And they're like, oh, do you need to use this? And I'll go, I go, yeah, um, but you can go first. They're like, no, no, you go. I'm like, well, I got to shoot a video of this. (laughs) He literally had to do that. And then the guy looks at me and goes, like, he didn't know what I meant. And then I just pull out my phone and I'm like filming and everyone's just like (laughs) watching me. So you kind of have to get over that aspect, but um, but it, it's really it's really really neat. Th- this whole creator economy started years ago. It's starting to pick up steam, yeah. and um, and and I just love where it's going. I, I love even with Head and Shoulders that I was able to write the script. They they just wanted the tagline or not the tagline, but the if you've even seen the Head and Shoulders commercials that are on national TV when your dad was watching the football yeah. game, it came on. And they have a head and shoulders campaign right now where the messaging is that it's never not working. So they basically mm-hmm. just told me, you know, you're a busy guy. Can you talk about how busy you are and you're always working and, you know, head and shoulders is never not working. So it's kind of like, and, but I remember thinking initially, I was like, I don't want to be like, I'm so busy. Like, I was like, I right. get it. But I was like, what if I make fun of it? And I wrote the script, submitted it to head and shoulders and they loved it. I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. So I like got like a dopamine hit from them liking my writing. Then I got to shoot it, uh-huh. direct it, do all this, edit it. And then I submitted the final product. They had no edits. None. They had no edits. They're like, this is great. I mean, it was fantastic. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and I got to post it and it's doing really well. And I, I, it was just like the coolest thing. So I just have a lot of passion behind this because that's my biggest thing is I get to act, direct, edit, and write all together and companies and advertisers and big companies like head and shoulders and many others are now coming into the space and they're paying creators to make videos so i almost feel like i'm made my 19 year old self proud that here i am 13 14 years later making silly sketches and sometimes serious sketches but i'm putting it out for the public to view to share love and laughs and entertainment and then every now and then sprinkle in a paid one to make that paper um, but also making the ads fun and consumable. Yes. And I think that's the, like, I think I did a great job with Head and Shoulders is that I don't want to just do an ad where everyone's like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, Frey's doing an ad. I want it to be entertaining so that people can enjoy the ad. Of course. There's been a few companies like the, like Geico and who else does comedy? A bunch of commercials. Progressive too, doesn't it? Progressive flow? does. Just yeah. Where you are, you're excited to watch it because you know it was thoughtful. It's not just like this paper's the best paper. <laughs> you know, so you got to really um, do that. But it's been fun, though. Like, I feel even my parents the other day were saying if this kind of content creator economy would have happened, um, say, like 30 years ago, my mom was like, I don't have that talent, you know, to sit and write and edit. It, it wasn't something that they would lean into. They might have. They might have. Or they might not have. You that don't was, know. That was the whole thing. But I guess you'll never know in, unless it happened, which it didn't. Everybody, but everybody's on it, though. I, I think like I think all teenagers are on these apps. I think it's hard to think about would somebody who's 50, 60, 70, 80, if this was available, a lot of them probably would have. But if you're, That's true. If you're not into tech, some people are like amazingly into tech. doesn't matter the age. Yeah, that's but true too. But it's just like the younger generations growing up with it. And um, and I also too, I always see even my niece at three years old, 
can work an iPad better than anyone in the world, and she's three. So what is that mind gonna do? What's that generation gonna do when at three years old, they were already introduced to technology? It's just crazy. And I'm really excited to watch it and see our world continue to evolve because we've come a long way thus far, and I can't even imagine what we have to come with well, the metaverse. Yeah, um, we, we could talk more about the, uh, I mean, so, so many different technological advances and, and I'm, I'm excited just to learn and grow mm -hmm. and continue to, to produce content for all of you. And, and again, um, just thank you for the support, yeah. even on the, on the you know, because I felt like that was my first really big brand deal and you showered me with love on, the, on, the, on Instagram and TikTok and I really appreciate that. Um, and uh, and then to wrap this up real quick, because I know you have to dip. I know, I'm sorry. But speaking of technology, so there is one other thing to like, when you have spare time, I'm obviously not giving any financial advice here, but to, to, to do this in one minute. All right, let's um, see it. To, to take a little time over the next couple months when you do have time to research Bitcoin, Ethereum, and cryptocurrencies again, I think we were all, not all, but a lot of us, including myself, um, when we heard about it during the time of the initial push, it was kind of a get rich quick kind of thing. Like let's pump some money into it, see if it really goes to the moon and cash out and make all this money. I didn't have the correct mindset like I do now. And what we're doing at this point, well, what I'm doing with, with, with but Alyssa knows I'm doing, <laughs> I'm just setting up a weekly debit that automatically a small amount is being purchased every week so that over the next five years, that's what I'm looking at. So over the next five years, if it goes up or down or wherever, I believe in the next five years that Bitcoin, Ethereum, and whatever else you wanna look into will be significantly higher and it could be a good investment as long as you're investing a, a amount that you would be okay losing. Mm -hmm. So I'm not getting carried away, but the, the bigger our income grows, then the more percentage I'll bump up, but I'm never going over a certain percentage of what we're making because I don't want to do that because I believe it is still high risk. Yeah. But if I would have just, this is the craziest part I'll leave you with. In 2017, instead of throwing in tens of thousands on a get rich quick moment to, if I would have just stuck to, oh, I believe in this, let me put in $100 a month starting in 2017 till today, that $100 a month, which would be like about $6,000 would be worth 70 grand today. And in Ethereum, $100 a month since 2017 would have been $220,000 wow. in return. So that's how I'm looking at it now. I'm not going to go, I'm going to dump 10 grand and hope I can triple it. No, I just want to put in what I feel comfortable weekly putting up there as an investment potential risk and see where all those little increments will go in five years. And that's the way, yeah. so I'm not like, it's up, it's down. No, just we, we regardless. We had a solid six months where every day we were checking Coinbase and just panic attack, panic attack, oh my gosh. Well, because we were up a lot for know, a second and I then know. we lost our asses. And then I remember even when I was working with, with Brock Kelly who played Evan on days, I was like, yeah, I'm selling my, my big, he goes, dude, you got a hold. You got a hold. Don't sell when it when you're in the debt because it's gonna it'll go back yeah. up eventually. And I was like, no, I have to cash out because if it goes any lower, like I gotta cash out. And I had almost one and a half Bitcoin. So if I would have just held, <sighs> it would be worth like almost a hundred grand today. Mm, but I pulled nice, out nice, really early, nice. made a huge mistake. But now you I'm learned. being responsible. So and slow and steady wins the race in anything in life. Just a little bit at a time. Just chip away, a little bit it. every single so. day. So anywho, um. 
Thank you so much for the, the support from you as well, because I feel like I talked a lot in this episode, Listen, and you had a beautiful smile allowing me to talk about things that are moment. going on in I my life. And I loved it. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You're crushing it, baby. Thank you all so, so much. Thank Enjoy you. your week. We'll be back here next Wednesday, and we're wishing you just the absolute best. So take care, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.